Hello, I'm Dr. Chris Ferkman, and you're listening to Vibrant Potential, a podcast designed to help you maximize your health, your fitness, and your vibrant potential in life. Sometimes the focus is physical health, other times family and relationship health, and other times it's about pursuing your passions. Today, I'm bringing you a brief interview with Tyson Schnitker. Tyson shares his story of how his dad made millions and lost millions, as well as how Tyson himself went from being in the armed forces to PA school to opening his own distillery. So a super varied background. I love Tyson's story because he has a passion. In his case, it's entrepreneurship. He uses his skills as an innovator combined with hard work to pursue his passion. I know he'll be successful. I hope you'll find his story inspirational. Who knows? Perhaps you have a passion you want to pursue and you haven't let yourself dream about it. Enjoy the show, and when you're done, if you feel moved, grab a journal or a piece of paper and start scribbling down ideas about your passion. If it makes you feel alive, please follow your passion. Welcome to Vibrant Potential. We provide you with everything you need to know to overcome stress, fatigue, and chronic health challenges, as well as optimizing your performance in fitness, relationship, and business. We use integrative health solutions and functional medicine strategies, including brain-based approaches, inspired fitness tips, emotional intelligence coaching, and spiritual growth techniques, so you can live the life you want, connect deeply with others, and fulfill your vibrant potential. Your host is functional medicine expert, genetic biohacker, and triathlon coach, Dr. Chris Frickman. I liked your story about, you know, first of all, it's just like the classic local business person story, right? That's always somewhat inspirational mm-hmm. anyway, because it's there's a lot of people that would like to do that kind of thing, but they're held back by whatever. Oh, gosh, yes. So I just think it's great that, that you're doing this, first of all. And I like that. I, I honestly don't buy very much vodka and, and spirits. and but there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that, actually. <laughs> but, I, but I think it's cool that you're taking like a somewhat unique approach. I was like, well, why, why are you doing this? And you're like, why not? Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> that could be like, in a way, what's inspiring is like when people have like this big vision and they follow their vision and stuff. But I liked how you were following a path that was laid down in front of you sort of by life or by the universe or whatever your Mm -hmm. belief structure is around that. So I'm wondering if you can just share your story from that perspective. Yeah, definitely. It's, I'd always wanted a a small, to own a small business. I I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Uh, My father was a businessman, ended up, when when I was uh, growing up with him, I moved out of my mother's house, uh, moved in with him. They had gotten divorced uh, when I was in uh, preschool. And uh, I mean, we grew up dirt, dirt poor. I remember as a, as a kid, you know, we used to go jumping in the dumpsters at the apartment building that we lived at just to find anything usable. We, you know, we weren't looking for food, but just anything usable. And I remember I found a, a glass in, in one of the dumpsters, you know, like a, a beer a beer glass, like a Pilsner glass. And we thought that was so cool because we had been previously washing uh, these plastic dishes over and over and over again. This was our our one piece of uh, of actual glassware. I didn't think much of it as, as, as a kid, you know, as a kid, you don't realize if you're poor or wealthy or anything. Um, but my father, on a, on a whim back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, had taken out a, about a $400 loan, 
pretty much his last dollars going towards starting up a, a small computer class. And we, you know, he bought all these old computer parts, started it up. Um, didn't know if people would show up and people showed up and, uh, over the years I'm getting pretty popular and, uh, uh, it was a, a business valued at, uh, um, you know, quite a few million dollars. Uh, you know, I always wanted a, a business like that. Um, you know, just, just something not necessarily, you know, worth a few million dollars. Um, you know, and then just to finish off that story, it's, uh, um, you know, he was supposed to sell the business for, for, uh, quite a high number of dollars. The transaction was supposed to take place a couple weeks after 9-11. Uh, of course, 9-11, no one knew was going to happen. Uh, once that did, the investors pulled out, the computer industry tanked, and he went out of business and went bankrupt in 2003. So, you know, life happens. Yeah, you uh, never know. Wow. Correct. And uh, so I had always wanted, you know, to, to own a business, um, but I didn't know how. I, I spent, you know, I was in the, the computer industry for, for quite a while up until uh, uh, the dot-com crash. Uh, then I went into construction a couple years, then I got into sales for a few years, um, and then in uh, late 2007, decided I was just sick of sales. It was just not what I wanted to do. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with my life. I was making money, but I wasn't happy. Quit my job, sold off most of my possessions to do what I always wanted to do, and I was join the Army. How old were you at that point? Uh, 27. Okay, so a little bit older than the average age. Correct. I was I was one of the old guys uh, in in basic training. The ancient twenty seven year old. <laughs> Correct. The, the the cranky twenty seven year old that had been on his own since he he turned eighteen, and now he's stuck in a in a room full of fifty kids for the most part. Right. Um. But uh, so I did that. Uh, I didn't go active. I was a, a national guard, uh, so I was away for six months for for training. Came back, got a job in in healthcare. I did that for a couple of years and then uh, deployed in 2000, uh, 2011 to Kuwait. I uh, was there for uh, just under a year. I came back in May of 2012. Uh, started going to school. I decided that, you know, I'd, it's, t it's time for me to, to get an education. I was a medic in the Army and, and the medical field that always interested me. And so I was going to school to become a PA, uh, just working on getting my, my generals done at the time. And then, you know, I, I tried starting up a couple little tiny businesses, just trying to make figure things out. I had, uh, you know, it sounds weird. I bought cleaning brushes from a supplier and, you know, was reselling those for a couple bucks on like eBay, uh, really not making any money, but learning a little bit. And then I started making these cocktails, you know, more like mixed drinks, long story behind that, but I was using Everclear and juices and kind of just became a, an obsession for no reason other than I liked it. It started getting popular within my circle and then my circle circle. People started saying, you need to sell this. I started looking into it. What's it take to sell a, a blended uh, alcohol product? And uh, the feds said, you need to be a distillery. I said, okay, I don't know anything about brewing, uh, brewing beer or distilling alcohol. Started researching the industry more and started uh, just feeling a, a, an attachment to it. Like it was, it was something very, very interesting and, and cool to me. I uh, started researching it more. It, it seemed like just the right time for a, a guy with very little money to to start up in Minnesota because it's uh, there's there's very few of us open right now. Before all the 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 you know the multimillionaires get in on the game, you know it's it's a time for for a small guy to be, actually be able to start a small business and and establish a footprint and establish his little uh, little piece of the market. Went in, went over it with the wife and uh, said, you know, it's all of our all of our savings, the deployment savings stuff I was using for school and uh, there's only time for one or the other. It's school is a full-time gig or starting a business is a full-time gig. If you try and balance both, well you're going to you're not going to do well at either of them. Yeah, and we we started up and uh, formed the business officially in uh, I think it was March of 2014. 
Wow. It's like such a varied past. Oh, yeah. So you were in, were you in PA school or like where were you in your schooling? No, I was, you know, I was just getting my, my generals done. I was going for a general biology degree and then I was going to go to PA school afterwards. With uh, with the Army, I'd been fortunate to, to work with a variety of PAs. And, and one of the things that's fun about the Army medicine is that when you're treating a fellow soldier, the civilian rules don't really apply. It's you're allowed to do, you know, small surgical procedures and everything just with the oversight and and, and being signed off by uh, either a doctor or a PA. So I was working with a dermatology PA and I was cutting out cysts and, uh, you know, doing, doing all kinds of, you know, minor procedures and just... In the field? No, 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 in, the, in one of the clinics. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I knew that there was like a different latitude when you're in the field. I didn't realize that even like in a clinic that you did that, I guess, in the mm-hmm. military, huh? Yep, correct. Oh, yeah, interesting. In, in, in the field is, 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 is much, much different from in a, in a clinic. It's... Uh, you got just a, a backpack on, you have whatever in there to, to treat stuff with. So it's a lot of gauze and, you know, very basic stuff. And then the clinic, obviously, uh, you got much more equipment and time to, to deal with those things. And it's it's quite a quite a fun difference. I know like paramedics in the military, like in the field, are able to do things that really you'd have to be like a licensed medical doctor in the lay population. And it's just like, hey, this is just a consequence of like, we want to keep these people alive right now. And there's no time to get a medical doctor here. <laughs> Correct. You can pretty much do anything as, as long as you're not using gross negligence. You know, you, you can't try and do a do a bypass surgery on some, someone in the field or, or something. But <laughs> right, you know, right. it's, it's, it's kind of whatever, whatever it takes to, to save that life um, and bring them back home. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Which make, uh, it's just that's an interesting tangent to me, since you know, since I'm in the healthcare mm-hmm. field. So it's interesting to me that you were you were pursuing that, you know, a career in the healthcare field. You have like one of the strongest entrepreneurial spirits that I've heard of. You know, where you're just buying. I didn't catch what kind of brush you said you were buying, but you're buying. Oh. Oh, I'm going to buy brushes. No, I'm going to be a. I'm going to be a PA. No, no. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on with these drinks? Like, now I'm going to do this and. A lot of the people that I have on the show are either really good friends of mine or I was referred to someone. I'm interviewing them from across the world or whatever. In our case, I actually bumped into you. I was at Whole Foods and and I came out and you and I think it was your wife, you mm-hmm. guys were doing a, a sampling of your latest product, a, a vodka and rum, I think, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. And I just struck up a conversation with you. I just thought it was really cool the way you were not following this path of like, as a, as a young kid, I always wanted to be a distillery or something mm-hmm. like that. But but what you were doing was you were really following the path that was laid down in front of you and following this entrepreneurial spirit, which I just think is so, it's so inspirational. That's that's living that's living your vibrant potential. You're, you're not going to be... Um, you know, kept in this box, like you, you noticed that you weren't happy doing mm-hmm. what you were doing. And you're like, I got to keep looking, man. Like I, I want to be happy. Correct. It's, it's life is short. There, there's so much that you can do if you, if you just go out and find it. Now it's not always easy uh, to go out and find it or, or do what you want to do in life that makes you happy. But it's, it's something that, you know, we're, we're only on this world for a short amount of time. It's, you, you, you got to go after your own uh, your own dreams and, and make them happen. 
I love that. I love that. To me, that's just like mm -hmm. a, it's like a story of, you know, perseverance and a story of hope and of faith. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely not for, for everybody. It's, it's everyone always says owning a, owning a business or starting a business is a lot of work, but you, you really have to be prepared to give away everything in your life, all of your free time, you know, your, your time sitting at home, just relaxing and, and dedicate it to work. It's, I, I work every day from about eight o'clock in the morning until at least typically eight o'clock at night, uh, many times. Times, many times later than that, you know, and that's uh, that's typically six, seven, seven days a week. I, I, I can count on one hand the amount of days I've taken off in, you know, probably in the last uh, six months. And so you have to be you have to be prepared for that. It's uh, a lot of people. If you get sick of of work after a, a ten hour day, if you think a ten hour day is long, uh, maybe owning a business isn't for you. And that that's the biggest thing is just being able to dedicate everything in your life towards towards this and it, it may maybe it's not paying off right now I, I i've yet to withdraw a penny from uh from the the distillery but eventually it will pay off you know the the work will be outweighed by you know the financial success and then just you know that the happiness that it brings to clarify there what is the hoped for payout are you doing this because you know you're willing to work 12 15 hour days the rest mm -hmm. of your life and as long as you're making some good bank then you're good working that long till you die or is it like <laughs> or is it like hey i'm willing to put in like a really hard whatever it is five years or or whatever hopefully i'll be able to buy an, a lake mm -hmm. place or something and like have someone else running the business or you know i'm, I'm making yeah. some money and stuff like that like what's the hoped for payout in in your mind that's a good question that I, I i used to be uh, the, the type of individual that was really driven by money and driven by having things. You know, being in the sales world, that's kind of what dictates your life. Uh, and that's one of the things I got really sick of when I left that is, is being driven by things. You know, the, the things don't make you happy. They don't, they don't carry any real weight in, in the end. My father was, was terminally ill and he passed away in uh, 2010. You know, he's the guy that had millions. He had Corvette and Lake Home and and all this other stuff. And I asked him before he died, I said, you know, do you have any regrets in life? And he said, I wish I'd been a better father. You know, it's all that money, all the things that he had didn't matter at all. You know, it didn't. And that's, that's the way life is, is that the, the, the money doesn't bring you happiness. It can help with that, you know, immensely, you know, it's eating ramen isn't, isn't any fun. You know, I don't, I don't want a lot of things. I don't want a lot of money. I, I just want to be able to have a job that I enjoy doing, have employees that I enjoy having, and they enjoy being employed where I'm at. And I want to be able to take time off. I, I love traveling and, and seeing the world. If I can take a week off here and there, or two weeks and go see this country or that country, that's all I want. You know, I don't want to spend, you know, 80 hours at, at work for the rest of my life. You know, I, I don't need a million dollars. I just, you know, I want to live life to its fullest and I want my employees to be able to do the same thing. And that's, uh, that's it. Why not just get a job that you kind of like? You could get a job where you get some vacation and stuff. Is there some other aspect? Is it freedom or is it the sense of creating something on your own or, or what is it about being an entrepreneur that really pulled you in? One of the, one of the things is that I, uh, I've always been a creative person, uh, looking, looking for a better way to, to do things. And many times working for other employers, I'd, I'd looked at the owner and said, man, this, you know, this, this guy or gal just, you know, they make all these, what I'd seen as, as bad decisions and they're still able to own a, own a business and they're doing quite well. I've always said, if they can do that with making those kind of decisions, you know, mistakes again and again and again, and they've still got a successful business. Well, why, I, you know, I'm a reasonably smart guy, you know, I'm not 
brilliant and you know I'm, I'm not a dull normal i'm just a regular guy for the most part and if i'm able to see what they're doing wrong and what's right why why don't i own a business so that there's there's part of that that kind of frustration of being the low guy on the, the totem pole for a long time uh, and then the other part of it's just you know I, I don't know it's just it feels right it's yeah it's tough tough to explain i guess yeah, it sounds like the way your brain works is you like to innovate. And it sounds like you want to be a part of something that's excellent, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, uh, and if it's your business, then, of course, you're in charge of whether or not you get to judge if it's excellent. I mean, of course, the customer is actually what's going to judge that, too. But, but you get to make the choices. And if it's excellent, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's because of your decisions. Correct. And if it's not excellent, that's because of your decisions. Yeah. Correct. And, and excellence is, is something that I've always strived to achieve. You know, have I achieved it with everything in my life? No. It's, uh, I don't think anyone can, can say that. But it's a goal. Correct. It's, it's the goal all the time. Every, every single time I'm running this still, it's, it's to, to try and make the best thing uh, that I physically can make. It's every time we're, we're, you know, we're blending batches or doing anything, everything we try and have it be the best. I think we're we're succeeding pretty well on that. You know, mediocrity is is something that other people can settle for, and I just I can't. It's it's not who I am. I love it. Well, I'm glad that you're out there doing whatever you are doing right now. You are uh, you're running this distillery, and I I hope that's super successful for you. I mentioned to you that I honestly can't think of the last time I bought a bottle of vodka myself. I'd like to try out what you're doing. I would encourage others to support your venture because I just think the intention behind it is there. And I think it's a great story. And I wish you all the best, Tyson. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm not doing this to, to be rich or, or famous. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of cool seeing your bottles you know, everywhere. It's, it's, I'm still blown away by that. But yeah, oh, yeah. Just... And, and you have a pretty fun logo. I like your logo. Thank you. It's, that was done by a creative agency in Minneapolis called uh, Shinebox Creative, and they've just done a, a phenomenal job of of incorporating the the spirit that Mary and I have, and, and putting that into the bottle. You know, it's it's serious, but it's also fun. You know, kind of says who who Mary and I are. Yeah, that's awesome. Go to the show notes. Uh, you can see the logo there. It's drchrisfrickman.com/skalven. That's mm-hmm. S-K-A-A-L-V-E-N-N. Where else uh, can people learn about you? Find out about what you got going on there, Tyson. Uh, on our website, it's kind of the best way. I've got a you know, if they just type in, uh, if they forget the name, they type in Brooklyn Park Distillery. We're the only one in Brooklyn Park. Uh, or if they see us at the liquor store, we're the only ones with a a, a Viking face on the front of the bottle. It's it's easy to spot. <laughs> Okay, cool. Very good. I'll put a link over to over to your website on my show note page if people want to check that out. Like I said, best of luck to you, sir. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. it means a lot. Visit drchrisfrickman.com for more cutting-edge content, including nutrition and detoxification advice, unique fitness videos, and more.